season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the jkr podcast today we have former dallas patriot shortstop current freshman at wichita state baseball we got hogan shelby on the podcast hogan super pumped to get you on the show man i know you did an instagram live a while ago but no how yes, are you sir doing? i'm doing good i'm doing good excited to do this awesome man i'm excited to have you uh, no but before we kind of dig into all the baseball stuff there is one question i do like to ask everybody kind of just getting into it um and that question is for those who don't know you how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Hogan Shelby? Um, Hogan Shelby is a competitor. Hogan will, myself, I literally compete in anything. And, like, I love to compete in that anything. Like, it's so much fun. Um, I'm from Dallas. Uh, went to Birdville High School. Had really good uh, high school baseball experience. I had a, lot of, had a lot of good friends I did a lot of stuff with. So I made a ton of memories, like, growing up. And I just, like, have a really good support system as my family. Like, my parents are about everything and my sister and that's like my that's my that's my my like that's yeah. my go-to I'm sure kind of you know and then like I'm really religious like I think like in times that get hard like that's who you go to and like I know some people aren't always religious but for me that's also been like super big especially the past like two months when like times get hard that's like when you should be the strongest with your faith and I just think like that's just that's just my backbone right there Okay. So you talk about being a competitor, talking about all the friends you made while you were in Dallas, but just making a bunch of memories that ever get as you were kind of competitive towards some of your friends, you're, um, with some of your friends down there in Dallas, as you're down there making some memories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Um, my friends are all pretty like, pretty like tough skinned guys. So compet- competitiveness doesn't really like get to them, but, uh, we all compete at everything, no matter what it is, who can okay. catch the most amount of fish type stuff. Okay. So being down there in Dallas, I was actually down there this past spring, kind of went there for spring break, but no, with you kind of being a resident of Dallas, like what, what are some cool things to do in the city or even in Fort Worth as well? In Fort Worth, like the stockyards are pretty fun. Those are pretty fun to hit up with your boys. Um, The rodeo is fun. I've, I've only been a couple of times, but those are kind of like what brings people there. Um, Golf. I golf a ton. My dad's in that business. So me and my buddies always golf. Like it was just always something fun to do. So just golf, ping pong, whenever it is, let's run it. Yeah. So you said your dad's in the golf business. So what is what exactly does he do? Oh, my dad played on the nationwide tour for a little while. And then he's also a um, co-owner of a, a course down in Fort Worth. And he's also the general manager there. So that uh, golf business is pretty fun for him, I'd say. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dig into baseball. Kind of the reason we got connected. Uh, so you're at Wichita State right now. Freshman just ended up with just ended your fall ball season uh, in a way. Um, so let's kind of dig into how you got to Wichita State. Uh, so just dig into that recruiting process. Kind of when did it get started for you and when did you start getting noticed by some of those Division One teams? Gotcha. The recruiting process is also is kind of a joke for me. So I was a freshman. I got a, I got a call from my summer ball coach. and was like, hey, you have an opportunity right now. I think like you should get on this. Like it's Wichita State. Coach Sirianni's great guy, like great coach, like someone you want to play for. So I call 
I call him, get connected. I go to a camp like a month later, right? And so at that time, it was like you couldn't like offer people money, but you could offer them like, you know, like how it is now. Like, like hey, like we want you here. Like this is like a verbal offer. So I got that and I committed on the phone. I was like, I'm so excited to go here. Like this is my spot right here. Like let's do it. So I committed. I was like 15. I was a freshman in high school. I was just like – I was just excited to go, so I just I did it on the phone pretty much. Okay, so if you're that ex- if you're that excited to to be committed to Wichita State as a 15 year old, kind of take us through that that conversation you were having, kind of when you get that text from your your coach saying, "Hey, give the Wichita State uh, head coach a call." Um, kind of take us through from the time being when you were waiting to give him that phone call to kind of like what it was like up until you committed on that on that same phone call. Yeah, for sure. I had I had a lot of I didn't have a, a ton, but I had a good amount of like other opportunities that I was pursuing, but at the time weren't like moving as long as quick as I'd wanted them to. Like I had some, I had a lot of interest, like a lot of like invites to come for like a little tour and stuff like that. Like I talked to a lot of coaches, but like the the relationship with Shaw State was just built so fast and so strong that I was just excited to like be a shocker pretty much. So, so- so with you committing as a 15-year-old, obviously you said that relationship built pretty quickly with the Wichita coach coaching staff. Um, but no, um, how did that relationship evolve from the time that you committed as a 15-year-old to where you're at now when you, put, you went through your first fall ball season and you've been connected with this, this, these people for a very long time? For sure. I think the relationship got built quick. You know, as a, as a coach that watched you all through high school career, he's watched you hit a homer. He's watched you strike out. He's watched you at your worst and at your best. And, he's, and if the coach still wants you at your worst and your best, then I think that's where you should be. So I think that's what's, like, what really, like, made me feel like it was home is, like, on my worst days, he still had my back. And on my best days, he still had my back, which is pretty cool to me. Okay. So, obviously, you said that you would, you committed to Wichita State on that first phone call. But was there oh, a couple yeah. other schools that potentially finished second or third in the recruiting um, process that you were kind of looking at as well? I did have a couple. Um, I had the Air Force Academy, which I was really big into. Like, I was, like, stoked, like, searching them up every day. Like, I was stoked to go to the Air Force Academy. And then I had a little bit from Pepperdine, just a little bit, not much. And then I had a little bit from DBU, but not much, just because I was so young. Yeah. So as you were going through that process, what were some of the key things you were looking for within a school, within a coaching staff, and overall just the the college that you're going to be going to? Yeah, for sure. I think just like the coaching staff, like the coaching staff, which I'll say is insane. Pitching coach is, is um, Mike Pelfrey. And then our assistants, coach Sirianni and our head coach is Eric Wedge. Like, I mean, Eric Wedge is kind of the guy around here. So, I mean, just excited to play for that. And Eric, Eric Wedge, I mean, he played for, for the Mariners, right? Yeah. He was the head coach there. He won the AL manager of the year, I believe. Okay, that's what I thought. I actually I believe he's from my home. Is he from Fort Wayne? Do you know if you know? I'm not sure. I actually I think he is from Fort like so Fort Wayne's like a, it's like a somewhat bigger town in Indiana. And oh, I yeah. believe as a kid I remember some of my buddies going to like an Eric Wedge like development camp for like third graders or something. I believe Probably. He's, I didn't even think about that cuz I do remember I do remember him being he's a coach somewhere out there out west. I think that's him. No, but um yeah. So before you got to Wichita State, before your freshman year, um, was there was there a couple of guys that you potentially um, other commits that you had relationships with before you went on campus? Um, at Wichita State? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Austin Henry, he was a PG All-American, kind of big deal. 
Um, it was one of my really good friends. He's also my roommate now. So he uh, he tore his – he had Tommy John, so he didn't get drafted, which sucks for him. But, like, it's good for us because he's going to be pretty damn good when he gets back healthy. Um, I knew Ashton Izzy, if you know the name. He got drafted by the Mariners. He was supposed okay. to come to Wichita State. Really good guy. He got drafted in, like, the sixth round. But I had a couple other guys that didn't end up coming here. But, yeah. I so had, how many, I a few people. Okay. So how many guys did you guys – how many guys in your commitment class got drafted this past summer? Um, Like, three of them got deals, if that makes sense. But I don't think they ended up going. So I, I guess technically none. Okay. So now that you – well, actually, Austin Henry, I, he's on my list. Like, right, I have my list sitting right here of guys I was actually about to reach out to this afternoon about getting on the podcast. So oh, yeah. he, he when you did the Instagram uh, takeover or whatever, he followed me and I was like, shoot, I'm gonna try to get this guy on the podcast. I mean, I saw that he was at the draft combine and was yeah. a good prospect in high school. So I'm actually, I'm actually planning on reaching out to him later today. He's um, legit. But, He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, but now that, now that you've been on campus, who are some of the older guys uh, that you potentially didn't have relationships with beforehand that have maybe taken you underneath their wing or you've just kind of bonded with the most since being on campus? For sure. Uh, the older guys have been like a big aspect. You know, one thing is like culture here, and I think the culture is really strong. Seth Stroh, he's a right fielder. I think he's a junior. He's really like helped take me under his wing and like just give me advice from like, you know, you have those bad days. Like he was that guy I went to go talk to like, hey, like what did you see? What didn't you see? Like help me out here. Like, he was kind of, like, one of my boys. Like, he's probably one of my brothers. So, just, like, having that was a lot. Um, Chuck Ingram, also, really good guy. Like, I'd text him if I ever need anything. Also, like, Brock Ron. Do you know the name? Brock Ron. I Maybe. Uh, no, but I'm not sure. He got drafted in, like, the seventh round, and he came back to, like, just come back and play one more year, maybe get get a little better deal next year. But just, like, watching him play every day is, like, pretty fun and, like, just like laughing and joking with all those guys. It's like, that's how you make the memories, to be honest. Yeah. So being on campus now, three, four, uh, three, four months, we're heading into Thanksgiving break here next week. Uh, what are classes looking like for you? Um, just a couple more weeks left of your first semester. So what's classes oh, yeah. looking like up there in Wichita State? Classes are, they're, they're pretty like smooth sailing. I didn't realize how hard public speaking was. So uh, I've, I've performed on some pretty big platforms, but uh, I think public speaking might make me the most nervous out of everything. Okay. I'm not good at that. I take it you've got a public speaking class or I do. Yeah. So we so I, we've actually got a public speaking class here at, at IU and I haven't taken it. Um I feel like I'm decent at public speaking but also like you know everyone gets those nerves before you go up in front of the class yeah. of like 75 100 people and have to present something. But what are they like what are some things they teach you about public speaking kind of like how to potentially calm nerves down or like what is that like what involves that entire class? Yeah, they just talk about, like, breathing and, like, you know, like, five in, five out, like, the breathing techniques. And just, like, the more, like, the more you practice your speech, the more confidence you have. And the more confidence you have, you won't be nervous, obviously. So that's just what they kind of teach is just repetition, just, like, I don't know, just repetition and just, like, just know it and you'll be fine. Yeah. So what are some other classes you're taking? And overall, like, do you know what your major is going to be? Yeah. Or are you undecided at this point? I'm going to uh, major in criminal justice. So hopefully – I'm going to do like a little bit of law school here and there. So I'm doing pre-law this next semester. So that should be like a, a little taste of like if I'm really into the law stuff or not. Okay. So if baseball doesn't work out, is your end goal to become a lawyer or what exactly is your plan if baseball doesn't work out here in the future? Yeah. I mean, baseball, I mean, you're not really promised anything. So 
I've really taken like the, the majoring part serious. And I've done my research. I think being like a, in the secret service or like the FBI or like a U.S. Marshal like interests me the most. Okay. So I guess that that explains why you were going, you were looking into the, the army Academy or was it, you oh. said air force. Yeah. Okay. Um, so going through fall ball, kind of take us through what the day to day was like and kind of did it meet your expectations just going through your first collegiate fall ball? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess you just don't know what to expect. So I didn't have many expectations. I just really want to go and compete and like, really like, just like say like, I'm here to play like, um, Day to day, we had weights six thirty in the morning, bright and early. You know, you got class at eight a.m. to twelve, and then you got practice at one thirty to like five o'clock, and then you go home and do it all over again. But it's so fun. Yeah. So, what, what were some of the biggest surprises you, that you got this fall, just being a college baseball player for the first time? For sure, um, I would say like from like a baseball aspect, the off speeds are way different than high schools. I would say like fastballs, like. Yeah, you can get your timing. Like, no one's really going to, like, blow up past you, really, like, with the fastball. But, like, if you see a 92-mile-an-hour fastball and you see a 67-mile-an-hour curveball or something insane, like, that's just, like, unbeatable. <laughs> so, so who's, who's the nasty? So, I assume you've gone through live ABs there, which oh, yeah. they face some of your pitchers. So, who's the nastiest pitcher that you saw this fall on, on your team there at Wichita State? Um, well, there's two. One's my roommate, which – we have some little beefs here and there when he when he K's me or if I get a hit off him or if he walks me. Um, Nate Sneed, he's legit. He throws like 90. He's like 94, 98. So he's pretty legit. And then uh, Clark Candiotti, he's a competitor. Like he's like – he's standing over you on the mound. Like he's going to beat you. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have yeah. to watch some Wichita State baseball this spring. Man. Oh, Yeah. So at this point in the fall, like I said, it's like coming up on um, Thanksgiving break here next week, finals week coming up as well. Um, fall ball is kind of coming to an end. But, like, what's kind of going on at this point, um, just day-to-day? -day, like, what's your schedule look like? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have uh, weights at 930. And then we have hitting, which is more like individual hitting. So you get to more, like, focus on yourself a little bit more than, like, a team aspect. So you're getting better. And, like, that really is, like, a big thing about fall ball is all about getting better. So I think that is like been really big in the weight rooms also been pretty big. So we have uh, off days Tuesday, Thursday and the weekends. So. Okay. So at this at this point in the fall, obviously we have what, three, four months before the spring season starts, before you guys are playing your first game. And I remember when I was an athlete, like I always had it like in my head, like, OK, like this is where I sit on the depth chart. This is like this is kind of what I'm feeling as we head into the spring, head into the spring or fall or whatever sport it was. Um, so as you guys head into the spring, like in your mind right now, like where do you think you're sitting on the depth chart and like how much playing time do you think you're going to be getting in the, um, once that season rolls around? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you know, but you don't really know if that makes sense. Like our, our middle infield's pretty good. Like I would probably say top 10 in the country. Like we have Brock Ron and David Herring up the middle. Like they're pretty legit guys. So I think like, I think this year's going to be like a more like uh, learning for me, like more like, this is what your expectations are for next year. Like, let's get after it. And the weight room is going to also be super big for me. So I think uh, – I don't know about my playing time. I just think if I get opportunities, I won't miss them. And so I just hope I get some opportunities to, so I don't miss them, if that makes sense. Okay. So for those two older guys up the middle, uh, what years are they? And then how are you kind of picking their brains as well since they're a little bit older playing – have played college baseball in the past? For sure. Brock is a, a senior – and he's led that team for two years now, and he's done a really good job. 
just talking to him about like what he thinks, like pre pitch, what his hitting thing, what his hitting mentality is. It's just like takes you to an elite level. And David Herring's a uh, junior from Cali Community College, which they were runner up last year in the in the national championship, and he was pretty legit on that team. And he's not very most the most vocal guy, but just like just watching him move, like he's a really good mover and like. He's a really, like, learner of the game. Like, he loves to learn. And it's okay. just, like, it's fun to watch those guys grow. Yeah. So you talk about Brock's hitting mentality there a little bit. Let's kind of dig into your hitting mentality and kind of your approach. So as you're you're, you're talking pre-pitch or even when you're on the on deck circle, kind of take us through both of those. Just, like, what's going through your mind and what your plate approach is as you head up to the batter's box? Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if it's a flaw or, or like, not a flaw or con, but – I really like to swing at that first pitch. So I'm always looking if what, what each guy gets for the first pitch. And then, and if I get what I get, I go. Like, I'm I'm not looking for a walk up there. Like, I, I walked twice this fall. Like, walks didn't come easy this fall. So, um, yeah, my mentality is just like, that guy's not going to beat me. Nothing he has is going to beat me. Let's just bear down right here. And, like, let's just, like, stay with my approach and we'll be fine. But, um. My more approach is kind of like a, a liner over the second baseman's head, just short and sweet through it, and just see spin down or up and then lay off of that. Okay, so let's say the pitcher does get ahead of you, gets a two-pitch, uh, two two-strike count on you, two strikes. Um, do you have a two-strike approach at all, or do you kind of keep that same approach when it comes to just kind of take it, taking it um, above the second baseman's head? Yeah, the, I think the uh, the approach kind of shortens a little bit, but I don't think I, I – I don't change anything with my physical – appearance I think like the second you shorten up and wind up you kind of give up a little bit to me I think which uh I just think with two strikes it's more like who wants it more and like just competing like like I don't know off speeds are pretty hard to hit but like just bear down and just get after it pretty much okay so when you're when you're looking at your swing Obviously, you've, you've probably learned a lot here this fall, actually getting to learn from college coaches on a day-to-day basis. But just kind of take us through what the mechanics of your swing is, just from, uh, just from, the, um, just from the start to the finish. Yeah. Well, I've learned in the past, like, three weeks with uh, individuals, I've learned kind of, like, get that foot down. The sooner you get that foot down, the easier the ball is to see out the hand. And that's one thing I didn't really do this fall that well, is I didn't really, like, get my timing great. Just I was kind of, like, always, like, catching up to stuff. But just getting that foot down, you can see spin and stuff way easier, and you can see that fastball, and you can see what pitch you really want, and you can go after it. Okay. So what? So in your mind, like, what do you think you've evolved the most in this past fall, learning from that Wichita State coaching staff for the first time? Oh yeah, I think like my defense. I guess in high school, I didn't realize how bad my defense was, just because I guess like it's just not college baseball which this fall really kind of picked apart my defense, which was good because, like, it really has given me something to focus on. Um, but I've learned, like, just how to be, like, a more mature person on and off the field. Like, I think, like, you just learn literally every day. And I think the aspect of not ever being com- comfortable has really helped me grow, too. So, like, just, like, walking that facility and never knowing if it's your first or last day in there. So, I think, like, it's just fun. Yeah. So besides that defense, so what's maybe some of the other couple things that you're wanting to work on most um, as you head into your freshman spring um, in your first actual regular season of playing college baseball? For sure. Defense is definitely my one of my top right now. Probably base running, to be honest. Like I in high school, I did a really good job at like stealing off the pitcher 
and obviously college pitchers are a lot better, so you don't really like – you can see off the pitcher, but it doesn't come as often as high school baseball. So I think just my base running and, like, taking that first or third and just, like, the little things that really, like, set you apart, which I would say. Okay. All right, so let's transition a little bit. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about travel ball. Let's talk about some high school ball. I mean, you you have a Texas flag back there behind you wearing a Texas Rangers hat. Texas oh, yeah. high school baseball is pretty good. So let's dig into that first before we dig into travel ball. Um, so playing um, in, in Dallas, playing um, in high school ball, kind of take us through what it's like, that competition level of Texas high school baseball. Yeah, for sure. Texas, Texas high school baseball is fun. Uh, those are literally like memories that I, I like look through almost every day. Like I get bored, go through my camera roll, see all the stuff we did at like team dinners and stuff. Like it was so much fun. Those were times. But um, yeah, I went to Birdville High School. So we played like teams like Colleyville, Grapevine. Um, we played Mansfield Legacy a lot, which they're, they're, they got some pretty legit dudes over there. And then, yeah, it's pretty much high school, Texas high school baseball is fun. Okay, so from the region that you're from playing in Texas high school baseball, how often are you generally facing another Division I uh, baseball player? I would say probably every other game. Like, I feel like each, each guy, each team's got a dude on there that, like, you're all right, this guy can hit or this guy can throw it. Which, uh, when we uh, were scouting Mansell Legacy, they had, like, four or five on their team. So that was uh, pretty fun to play against. Okay, so uh, taking it back to your high school season, uh, your high your high school maybe junior senior year, um, who was the toughest guy that you faced in the state of Texas? Toughest guy I faced. Oh, if he hears this, he's gonna think he's like good or something. But my boy Caden Vocal. Oh, he's got my number like no one's business. Okay, and is he is he uh, same class as you or is he still in high yeah, school? Yeah, he is. He plays uh, baseball at Weatherford Community College. Okay. All right, I'm gonna have to. I guess I'm gonna have to do some research on him. Go look him up. Uh, oh, yeah. but no, talking about the Dallas Patriots a little bit. Um, a oh, great yeah. baseball program down down there in Texas. I mean, probably there's four or five Texas travel ball teams that are just top tier, always in the top ten, top fifteen when it comes to rankings every single year. Um, so just kind of take us through how you got connected with the Dallas Patriots. For sure, I was making a transition from my old team to a new team just because I was getting ready for obviously a college fall and I needed to go see the best competition that I could see. And uh, I reached out to Logan Stout, who's the owner of them. And he said he'd love to have me. So I went and joined him for about a season and a half until I went to college. And we just played some great teams. We went to Jupiter and uh, we played some really good teams and got better for sure. So what is your relationship like? What was your, playing for them for a year and a half, what was your relationship like with the owner? And then was he the coach as well? Or what was your relationship with the coach that was coaching your team? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I had a great relationship with Coach Stout. He's a great guy and will literally do anything for anyone like that he ever came across. I had a good relationship with him. And yeah, he was the coach of our team and he he played at a high level and he had uh, a couple other high level coaches, which helped uh, learn the game a little quicker. Okay. So like I said, the Dallas Patriots program is pretty, pretty solid. I mean, I know there's multiple guys going to division one schools who have played for the Dallas Patriots. Um, and just in your mind, kind of seeing that day to day, how they run their organization for a year and a half. Like, what do you think has led to the success of the Dallas Patriots? Yeah, I think I, I think I sometimes get my competitiveness from watching Logan South coach. I mean, watching him coach was, was really fun. And like, he's like, he's there to win and he's going to let you know he's there to win. And then, and winning is like, winning is fun, right? I mean, no one really likes to, to lose. I hate losing. 
So I think like playing underneath a guy who just would do anything to win was fun. Okay. So besides playing for the Patriots, uh, you also played for United where you played with another former podcast guest, Jet Johnson going to Texas A&M. Um, and then the other team you played with before the Patriots. So could you go ahead and kind of compare what it was like playing for United as well as playing for that other team you played with before the Patriots? For sure. Um, when I played for United, it was very much like like-minded guys, like, like guys who are going to a high level. So I think at a high level and the game kind of just comes to those type of guys with my other team. It was more of like a little, like a learning team. Like it didn't come as quick as it did for some of the guys. And we didn't really always compete at the highest level. Like we should have been. And I think that was so much fun. That's why it was so much fun playing for like United and the Patriots is because we were always playing at a high level. Okay. So kind of digging through your travel ball career, just looking back into it, this, what are some of your favorite travel ball memories that you had? I know you guys went to Arizona with United. I believe uh, Jet Johnston was actually in Arizona when I interviewed him. Um, and then just yeah. going to Atlanta, going to Hoover or whatever tournament you said, Jupiter as well. I'm um, just kind of take us through what some of those favorite travel ball memories are. For sure. I think uh, I think Jupiter was the most fun. Um, just like that experience was was all and more than I ever expected. It was a lot of fun. And uh, to wrap up my summer ball, I went to the Connie Mack with with Jet and the United team, and that was a ton of fun. Like that was an experience that like literally you will never experience again. And I'm glad I got to experience that. Okay, so for Connie Mack, I know Jet was trying to Jet was trying to explain it to me when I had them on, because most of the guys that I interview are like from the East coast. So they generally don't yeah. go down to Arizona and play in the Connie Mack world series. So kind of take us through what that was kind of, I know jet said there's like some sort of parade at the beginning of the tournament where you go and everyone's just cheering you on. So oh, what yeah. was that like, well, it, it's, it's Connie Mack is in Farmington, New Mexico and Farmington is about a city of like 10,000 people. So like the Connie Mack is like everything to them. So we like first day you have like a welcome parade. It's sweet. There's like 12 teams there. The whole city of Farmington's there, like rooting you on, asking you to sign stuff, like throwing, you're throwing them like all your, your, your branded t-shirts and stuff. And they're asking you to sign it. And it's really, it's just really fun. Yeah. All right. So from all the facilities that you played at, um, I, I'm sure, I know you mentioned Atlanta, so I'm not sure if you played at Lake Point or East Cobb, uh, playing in mm -hmm. Jupiter, playing at the Connie Mac. What is your favorite facility that you've played at so far, uh, so far in your career, besides playing at the Wichita State Stadium? Yeah, um, I would honestly say the Connie Mack when it's filled with 4,000 people. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, how the many game there is like no other. Okay, so how many people are you getting at a Texas high school baseball game? Because I've heard oh, some Texas high schools fill their stadiums like that as well. Yeah, we're probably getting around 3,500, 3,000. For every, for every high school baseball game? Probably not every, but a good one. Okay. A really a, a good game. You'd probably get that many. All right. Well, I mean, I went I went there last February for spring break, man. I'm going to have to push my push my 2023 trip to Texas a little bit back and catch oh, yeah. up high school baseball games. Uh, but oh, no, yeah, you so, should. so playing at Texas high school baseball, um, now that you've been learning from the Wichita State coaching staff all fall and had a great relationship with them already going into it and all the travel ball teams that you played for, um, who are some of the most influential people that you've had in your baseball career so far? Oh, one big has been uh, Alex Berg. He's a bullpen catcher for the Giants, and he's played he played for Clemson, and he played for Washington State when those guys were were pretty legit back in the day. I've learned a ton from him. Like that's that's like my guy. Like I would probably say he's my mentor. And like if I had to go to one guy right now and talk to, I'd go talk to him. Um, he's just been a really big help. Like especially like when times got hard here, I'd be like, hey, like help me out a little bit, give me a little bit of advice that'll go a little ways. 
and he's always been there. It's really helped me a lot. Okay. All right. So moving away from the baseball field a little bit, I just got a couple more questions here for you. Um, so when I get ball players on, I kind of like to end the podcast talking about some non-baseball stuff. Um, that way the fans get to know you a little bit more beside, uh, beyond the baseball field. And it's not just baseball throwing at them the entire podcast. Um, so when you're not playing baseball, what are some of the passions that you have? I know you mentioned golf and a couple other things at the beginning, but what are some passions that you have beyond the baseball field? Golf is fun. Me and my boys play a lot of golf. I like playing golf with my dad. It's just always competitive. Like, literally, he he whoops my butt, though. He's pretty good. Um, golf is big. Me and my boys love to go fishing, too. So we do that. Um, just hanging out with the guys is really, like, you know, just going to each other's houses is always fun. Like, But fishing and golf is probably, like, the two biggest things I do with my boys back home. Okay. You ever you ever beat your dad in golf? You said he's pretty oh, good. Oh, I have not. Oh, have been close? Yeah, I've been close on my best day, and on his worst day, it's been close, but – yeah. I remember, I remember like the, the first time I was able to like beat my dad in basketball. Cause my dad was like, a, he's a bigger guy, like taller, yeah. pretty good at basketball. And the first time I was like able to get close to him, like that was, that was a great day, but no, a uh, oh, yeah. couple, couple more questions here for you. I've been kind of digging in a little bit deeper um, with the past couple guys I've been getting on the podcast when it comes like motivations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just what is it that kind of motivates you on a day-to-day basis? Just kind of get up ready to, ready to win the day and just ready to go kind of attack anything that comes at you. For sure. I think like, uh, I think like realizing that like life is such a blessing. Like I think anyone would want to be in like my shoes or like other guys they've had in podcasts. I think people would kill to be in our position. So I think like realizing that, that God is good and like your life is great. is just like, that's what wakes you up every day. And like, I think like the idea of competing and getting better every single day is just like why we do what we do. Okay. So Everything. So let's say you continue on with these motivations. Um, everything goes right. Your perfect picture here in 20 years from now, when you're what, 38, 39 years old, however, you're, let's say you're at the, towards the end of what most people end their baseball careers at, everything goes right for you. What is the perfect picture of what your life looks like? My perfect picture is playing, uh, wrapping up like a 22 season MLB career, something nuts, something just crazy. Um, probably traveling traveling would be fun like uh, I think like giving my kids the experience that my parents gave me also would be pretty cool um just yeah just like enjoying my family just like yeah okay so what you said traveling so what's your what's your dream destination oh I've been I've been there a couple times but Cabo is pretty fun Cabo okay that is what country is that Mexico Mexico. All right. We're, I'm looking at some, I'm looking at some spring break places right now. So I'm going to have to oh, look, yeah. look into Cabo. Uh, so yeah. what, what's some cool things to do down there in Cabo? Well, I stay in the Pacifica, which is uh Pueblo Bonita. So it's all inclusive. So there's like some after parties that are pretty fun. It's just really fun. Like all exclusive place to stay at. Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's, okay. that's my type of, that's my type of party, but no, uh, one last question here for you. Um, so I know name, image, and likeness, obviously a big thing these past, uh, these past year and a half or so, since it's been kind of incorporated by the NCAA, um, have you had any NI, any NIL deals go on? And if so, if not, um, what would be one dream brand that you would love it to endorse, uh, potentially one day down the road? Yeah, for sure. I've had a couple here and there. I, I had one this summer swinging a wood bat company back home, SR Bat. So I had one with them, something small. Um, and then I have like a couple like hydration companies send me some stuff, but nothing for like that big of 
of cash to throw out. But uh, I think a dream one would be like like a, like Nike. Like who wouldn't want Nike, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, I get. Like, I would say Nike is probably the number one answer I get, and then actually the second one is Lululemon. Oh yeah, there you go. Which is which is crazy I, to me. Yeah, I uh, I uh, when all this got up, I DM some companies, and uh, Lululemon was one of them, and they replied. I was stoked, and then they hit me with the like the, well, you can give you like a, a student athlete discount, so, which was nice. It's like thirty five percent off, so that helps. Yeah, that's pretty good. All yeah. right, man. Well, that's all the questions I got for you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you doing that Instagram takeover there about a month ago or so. Um, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm reaching out to a couple other Wichita State guys. So I'm sure I'll be following your guys this season. I'll be rooting you on these next two, three years as you're at Wichita State. Uh, but no, man, just thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time.